Hey everyone, welcome back to Teenage Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Thomas. I'm Isaac. I'm Mark. And welcome back. Oh, there's no Kayla. But welcome back to Teenage <laughs> Therapy without Kayla because she's actually sleeping right now. I'm pretty sure. Probably she had a long day out. yesterday. She had a long day. She was submitting college apps. Look, wasn't it her, wasn't it her advice to not procrastinate on your college apps? And she It was definitely our fault. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. But welcome back to episode three of our four-part series presented by Jansport's Law and the Load Initiative, which, if you don't know, is an initiative aimed at helping young people tackle the mental health crisis by giving them the tools and resources to do so, and also passing the mic down to young people. Um, in this case, it's us. We are the young people. So, you know, that's us. That's our role. <laughs> um, so thank you, Jansport, for presenting this episode. And if you stick around to the middle of the episode, we'll give you a promo code, too, because, you know. We also will hook you up with that. Um, this episode is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. We're talking about boundaries. <gasps> yeah. I was a little boundaries. scared for this episode. Really? Why? Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this episode, we're talking about boundaries. Now, so Mark prepared this episode. Also, by the way, something new that we're doing is that if you've ever wondered like, what goes into planning our episodes... We actually put the documents we use on our website. So if you go to teenagetherapypodcast.com and then you go to the BTS, you'll be able to see the documents, the exact document we use to plan all these episodes. Um, and this one was planned by Mark. So Yay. thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you, Mark. I see a lot of research here. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun putting all these together. You know, while doing this, I figured that organizing and taking notes and organizing it is my guilty pleasure really yeah i had wow. so much fun just organizing it it is fun right? highlighting it putting it in different like um like different bulleted topics and points. yeah bulleted points under certain stuff and all that so yeah um so thank you it's a lot of there's a lot in here and it's actually like i wanted so the the, the main theme for this episode is boundaries right setting boundaries how do you set boundaries and stuff like that yeah but obviously that's like a very broad topic and like there's uh -huh. so much to cover so i wanted to narrow it down a little bit more and i figured that a good twist to it or a nice little being a little bit more specific is how do you know the difference between a boundary and someone cutting you off or not caring right because when people set boundaries it's basically saying I I don't like feel comfortable either dealing with this, talking about this, doing this, or something like that. And then when you get to emotional boundaries, which is when you tell someone I don't feel comfortable talking about this or going through with this together with you, the other person might often feel hurt by that, a little bit betrayed because they feel as a as though you're saying your problems i don't really care about them right now right so the thing we're here to tackle is how do you know the difference and how do you both set those boundaries and how do you react to those boundaries when they're set on you i think it's good to talk about our experience first with, about like boundaries um so like personally for me uh i think this happens in like a lot of foreign households but Growing up in an Asian household, um, I never really had, like, a sense of boundaries because, you know, 
my parents were basically telling me what to do and I just had to listen. If I wanted privacy, I wasn't going to get that. So I kind of never understood what my boundaries were. And so um, now I'm like slowly figuring out what my boundaries are because the thing with boundaries is that Okay, actually, here's a little more context. Um, I have a really hard time controlling my emotions. And for some reason, there are these certain um, things that trigger, like, my anger. And my therapist said that it's because of, like, an underlying reason. Perhaps they're crossing a boundary, but you just don't know it. And I realized that, like, every time I lash out, it's because of a certain boundary being crossed. And... Yeah, like, do you guys have your boundaries? Like, have your parents ever, like, respected your boundaries? Thing is, um, the thing with my mom, there's not really, um, any boundaries. The thing about her and I, um, there's a lot of freedom. So, you know, as opposed to your kind of parenting, um, mine's weren't, like, really strict. Or my mom, at least. My uncle, on the other hand, you know, that's, like, the typical... Uh, strict cold dad right I guess that's the father figure that was very strict on me and because of that I felt like I had to submit to him follow everything that he um asked me to do even though I'm thinking of something else I kind of compromised about my values for him is that what you Mm -hmm. felt did you did you ever feel like you have to compromise your values for your parents well I think I think yeah I think there were definitely times where like I wasn't comfortable doing whatever they asked me to yeah. but i felt like it was like my obligation to just listen to whatever my parents say like uh-huh. so i don't know i guess i have but i just never really realized it because i didn't know i could have boundaries mm-hmm. yeah for me it's more of like my mom is not really strict at all like she'll be strict when she knows it's best for me but usually she gives me a lot of freedom and because it's just like me my mom and my sister I have, like, so much communication with my mom. So if I have something like a boundary I want her to respect, I'll tell her and, you know, she'll be fine with it. Yeah, I guess I've never really even thought about boundaries with parents, at least, or in yeah. general a lot. I don't I don't give a, a lot of thoughts to boundaries, which now I realize it's probably not good. And I think a lot of teenagers don't really think about boundaries. They kind of just let everything go. And the problem that causes is that you naturally start to get your boundaries that you didn't even know you have crossed and just disrespected and you'll realize you'll find yourself getting upset or sad but you don't really know why until you take time to realize that there's some things that really do get you mad but you just didn't know that's what a boundary was and i guess in my case i've never thought about boundaries um i think i've always i've always just gone like with a very just um I don't know what the right word, but just a very, like, casual attitude about everything, right? Like, I'm pretty, like, okay with everything. Like, not, I don't really know what bothers me, um, which is never good. I don't think you should ever have an attitude of nothing gets me mad, nothing gets me angry, I'm calm with whatever, because that's how you get your boundaries disrespected. And I think you should know what gets you angry, and you should know what gets you mad, and you should communicate that clearly, because if not people will start crossing the line very often and you won't even realize it so 
in my case with my parents i don't think i've had a boundary set before because my mom is also very very uh lenient and just very patient and um gives me a lot of freedom to do whatever i think is best for myself so i don't i don't think i have boundaries that like were crossed or disrespected and then that could mean like she's just a really good mom because she knows mm-hmm. like what boundaries to to not cross and stuff like that so yeah. i'm very happy for you thank you yeah i think like so many parents kind of see like their child as a as property you know like yeah yeah like true you must submit to like everything i say like you live yeah. under my house exactly I, I raised you i feed you i do all this for you so you mm-hmm. better listen so and like that's the reason why so many like children hate their parents because they don't respect them and part of respecting like your children and having that like close relationship is respecting boundaries so um i think there should be like a lot of communication in order for that to happen and i know for me um i can't really do that like it's almost impossible for me to like actually try and communicate what really upsets me with my parents because they just wouldn't they would refuse to understand it's hard yeah it it is really hard communicating with parents especially if you're not used to it it's so hard um i think the other thing is you and i thomas have had like i think a lot of trouble with boundaries that's probably like the biggest cause of of like our issues with each other and one another is that like neither of us really set clear boundaries and as a result leads to both feelings hurt and a lot of feelings of the other person coming across as insensitive and such like that so i know like more recently um we had a, a conflict because you you felt like my boundaries was basically me saying like I don't really care about you, right? Yeah. So, um, Gail and I, um, basically, we realized that our, like, friendship was really toxic. Like, it was really unhealthy. Because it was, like, like, it wasn't clear what it was. It was, like, there was, it was a friendship. And then there was, like, a little bit of intimacy sometimes. And so, it was really hard to, like, it was just really unhealthy. And so, obviously, Gael had to, like... Oh, and I would um, unload a lot of, like, my emotions onto Gael. And at the time, I didn't realize how toxic that was. Um, but, yeah, like, basically, Gael was like, Okay, Thomas, um, I think we should, like, spend some time apart. Like, I can't be there for you in the way you need me to. And that re- made me really upset because... I was going through a really tough time. My mental health was really bad. And so I couldn't understand, like, why he would do that. Like, if you cared about me, then why don't you, you know? So I was super angry, and I was really sad. And, like, during that whole time, like, I was I was really going through it. Um, it was, It was really tough. But Gael setting boundaries was probably one of, like, the best things to have ever happened to me because if he hadn't set those boundaries, I would be constantly seeking for his validation to make myself feel better. 
and that's really that's a really unstable like source of happiness and that's really unhealthy for Gail to like take on so um I think my voice might be shaking I don't know but um <laughs> go ahead man yeah it's okay but yeah so I'm really glad that Gail did set those boundaries because it forced me to learn how to like be happy and just validate myself cuz when you're seeking other people for their validation to make yourself feel better you're never going to be happy you're never going to be satisfied and ultimately like that relationship or friendship or whatever you guys have it's going to like fail it's going to be really toxic and yeah i think i think one thing that i really want everyone to take away is that like it's okay to feel sad after like the right thing has happened um i think a lot of people avoid that and they're really scared of getting hurt and being sad and yeah i know it's, it feels really impossible um i know it really felt impossible for me but i don't know i i'm in it's like such a better place now um i'm really um <laughs> I'm a lot better. Okay, talking about it makes me sad, but um I am a lot better. Um like Okay, this is really like weird because I didn't think I'd get emotional, but um Yeah, Gail setting those boundaries was really good because now I'm a lot happier on my own. Obviously, I feel lonely and You know, I find it really interesting that during the time when he set those boundaries, he thought like it was like the end of the world, you could say, right? Mm -hmm. He thought everything was going to shit, right? But it's really ironic, you know, you saying that it's the best thing that happened to you. And the thing I want to point out like, you know, at the time during the time, it may seem like really bad. But if you're going to see in the long run, just seeing the bigger picture it turned out to be really beneficial. So I'm really glad that you got to see that. Yeah, definitely. Like it's it's so like I can't emphasize how hard it was and how impossible it felt. Like I yeah, but I don't know. I genuinely <laughs> like I I don't know. I was it was really tough for me, uh-huh. but um and it's really brave of you to yeah. just come at it like sure like that you know and i'm not saying that like it's it's never easy and it's never easy but <laughs> it's i don't know i just want everyone who's going through a similar thing to realize how beneficial it is <laughs> but yeah like things will get better mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to take a long time and you have every right to be upset after what has happened but just know it's it's going to be okay 
And maybe the reason I'm crying is because I've been distracting myself by doing whatever. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why I don't feel so sad anymore. But maybe that's also a good thing because I don't know. I just think I just think I know myself a lot better and I'm overall a lot happier even though it doesn't look like it. Um <laughs> trust me like it's I don't know. I don't know if you guys can even believe me because I'm crying and like I'm nah, like no oh, yeah, it's so much better <laughs> but nah. I'm fucking crying. Um but it will get better. Yeah. It's it's so good to hear that because i guess going back and that was that was i don't know maybe two to three months ago that the to give a little bit more context what what happened is that you know thomas is you know obviously thomas and i dated a few years back and it wasn't like the most clean breakup right and it came with a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of confusion and for a long time it was it was like you know we never really got over each other or we never truly experienced heartbreak on our own. And instead of experiencing loneliness and heartbreak alone, we experienced it together. And as a result, that created really unhealthy boundaries because we were comforting each other for the mistakes of one another, right? And that was not good because we depended on each other to try to heal from the trauma that we caused each other. And what that eventually led to was just a very toxic friendship at the end, because I think Thomas got a lot of emotional just support from me, but the things he was getting emotional support from were things that I did. Right. And things, feelings that I was causing because I was around him so much. And what really needed to happen was that, like, we needed time apart and he needed to just go through it on his own and not keep relying on me. And I obviously needed the same. So what happened, like, two two months ago or so is I said, because I didn't know what to do because he, not to put any blame on you, obviously, but he was putting a lot of his emotional issues and, you know, weight on me and he was just unloading his his emotional issues on me and you know it, it it got to a point where it was really just affecting my own mood because i every time he unloaded that onto me i didn't know how to take it i didn't know how to handle it i didn't know how to help and it seemed like nothing i'd say would help so it, it kind of just you know made feelings of helplessness and uselessness feel very intense and after each time because it felt like nothing I, I i said would would make anything better so i was getting very sad over that and i was getting very worried about him about some of the things he said and very worried and anxious and it was bringing a lot of anxiety into my life and a lot of pain and sadness both because you know just my own feelings of feeling like i can't help and just seeing him like that was also really rough and I, I I didn't know what to do because I know he kept telling me that, like, you know, you, you're the reason I feel this way. Your mistakes and your actions and everything is what's causing me so much pain and being around you and, like, maybe you not reciprocating the same energy is bringing me so much pain. And, 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 and that's what was confusing because I, I said it's hard 
because I don't, you know, I don't get the same joy from this relationship as you think I should or, you know, you, you do. And so it was very one-sided. And you could see that both in effort and situations like those. And so what ended up happening is that I was very like, you know, I didn't put as much effort as he did because I felt that I needed to kind of find myself. I needed to like take time for myself and I needed to stop spending so much time with him because it was there was no sense of boundaries or respect. And as a result of that, I... The effort was one-sided. And I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over because I'm trying to, like, talk and gather my thoughts. But No worries, fam. Can I say something? Um, yeah. I feel really horrible for, like, unload. Like, at the time, I never realized it because I thought that I held a lot of resentment for what Gael did. Like, he, he genuinely did... Um, <laughs> I want to say this in the nicest, the nicest way possible. I don't think I can. He did kind of ruin my my mental health. Um, I felt really betrayed, and like I thought that because he hurt me, like it's only right that now that you hurt me, then you should be the one to make me feel better. And no, that that's never what you should do. Like I think. I held so much resentment that I would just keep on lashing out and then I'd expect him to always feel like the need to make me feel better. But I was just, it was such an unhealthy and toxic mindset to have. And before you even know it and realize it, you're, you're like being a really fucked up person for forcing someone else to like pressuring someone else to be there for you when you know they can't sometimes people just outgrow each other and um it happens i think a lot of people can't comprehend the thought of just people going on their own separate ways but people change over time and the damage was done. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I don't know why we thought that we could fix everything and make everything better again, like how it used to be. Because it never will be, and I couldn't get that through my head. And as a result, both of us got really hurt, and we both feel really guilty for what we did to each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, because there was a lot of, it was a lot of feeling like, personally, I I generally felt regret and sadness and resentment for, like, the things that I did. And I was genuinely sorry about everything. And I think every time, like, I did something wrong or made a mistake or anything, I felt like, I had the ma- the same mindset that, like, you know, maybe taking responsibility is me trying to be there to, like, clean up what I did or, like, fix what I did. But what I did realize is that, like, at a certain point after, like, years and years of 
trying is that like it's no longer my responsibility like his happiness is no longer my responsibility and i thought like for a couple of years i thought like yes it was because i if i made him unhappy then then it's my job to make him happy again but when i realized that like it's not because clearly i'm doing everything that i can to be there and like genuinely show through my actions that like i'm sorry and i want to help make things better by listening and by being there and by encouraging you to get, get to get help and by helping you take on like better habits and stuff like that 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 would in turn earn me some sort of forgiveness or closure or s something like that right but what i realized is that like it, it wasn't working and i realized that like at the end of the day it's not my responsibility to make him happy like i did you know i said sorry i tried to be there for him i tried to help as much as i could but it, it didn't work and that's when it really hit me like these i need to set boundaries that like this is no longer my responsibility it's no longer my job to make you happy or care for you in, in the way you want me to you have to care for yourself in the same way i have to care for myself and that's when i had to kind of set boundaries and say you know what because Tom is always questioned, like, why aren't you putting in as much effort as I am, you know? And he, like, would get mad that I wasn't putting in the effort. And he would say, you need to put more effort. But th the thing that, like, he, like, was blind to is that I, I just simply did not want to, right? It, it was just, like, I'm not going to, I just don't have the energy. And I don't feel rewarded by this friendship. I don't want to put that effort in. And the thing that was causing a lot of trouble is that he couldn't understand that it's possible for one person to just say like no like i just don't want to and you just have to accept that and there's nothing you could do you can't force them to put in more effort than they are and so i had to set boundaries and say you know what like i care for you and i still really do care a lot about you and i hope the best for you but i just can't be here to talk to you about all your problems and you know listen to you each night and you know try to help you through all of it the best i can do is just you know be a friend from afar and like i'll be here if you ever need something but i just can't be doing that daily right and that's when we had trouble because at the time thomas thought that was me betraying him you know like how could you leave me at my lowest that means you don't care but i knew that like he was telling me himself like the reason i feel like this is because of you right i wish i i wish you were gone out of my life but when i did try to go out of his life and let him handle it he then felt like I left them alone in the dark to just like, you know, rot away or whatever. And so the those that's when the boundary situation got like really complicated because he was just feeling like I deserted him. I kept trying to explain like that's not the case. I just can't deal with this. You have to do this on your own. And like I knew that what he needed was to be away from me and learn how to live on his own. But it was hard because it's hard seeing him like suffer and me not being able to be there for him and say like you know what i still care about you a lot right so it was it was just it was hard just having to just leave him and you know just let him see him suffer from afar um yeah so i was really scared of losing gael we spent like five years together and like, I didn't want to lose that. I, even though it was hurting both of us, I thought, like, well, I'd rather be with him unhappy than, you know? Like, and I don't know what I was thinking at the time. But 
I just didn't. I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to lose Kyle, and I did everything I could to like try to move on from like what happened. But the thing is, is that, and even though I kept telling myself that, like you know what, I've moved on. Like he didn't mean what he did, but it. I never really got over it, and I still really like it's something you can't really forgive it's something you can't really forget and and so like i don't know i was so determined to keep guile in my life and try and bring back what our relationship used to be but it was it was a lost cause and you know, it started all these problems. And, yeah, I, I don't know. But, obviously, um, Gal and I right now, it, it, like, it, it's been, like, two months, right? Like, I, I've, I've been, it's been really good for me. Maybe I've just been distracting myself, but at least, like, I... I'm learning how to be independent on my own because I find peace within myself. I kind of have to just being alone and having that on my shoulders. It made me realize that I was hurting myself. And in order to let go, I had to give myself the closure that what had happened, it wasn't my fault. And... Like, yeah, it it really wasn't my th my fault, and I really shouldn't be blaming myself. And what had happened already happened, and I just have to accept the fact that the Gael in my head isn't the real Gael right here. So, so yeah, I had to let go, and it's. It's it's great, really. Um, I've been picking up on like healthy habits, really taking care of myself. Um, I go on walks a lot. Um, I I find myself a lot more product uh, a lot more productive. Um, like it's it's been really great for me, and I really <laughs> and the reason I keep saying that is because I really want people to understand that. Like, I know there are so many people in the same situation I am in. This toxic relationship. And it's like back and forth. And it's what one of you guys need to, like, just make it stop. You guys just need to end things. Take some time apart or just, just break up. And... Do what is best for both of you guys because I'm glad that this didn't continue until college and I'm glad that I that this happened while I was still in my senior year. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy and I want everyone to understand that what had happened between Gal and I, like, it's over and... Like, there's no, like, bad blood between us. Sure, like, sometimes, like, the thought crosses my head, like, 
oh, you know, I wish we could hang out right now. Or, oh, I kind of still hate how he made me feel. But then, like, it just goes away after a while. Um, and now we're really just co-workers, I guess. We're friends. Um, we don't really interact that much. I thought it would be important or, like, necessary for us to explain how we interact now and how our relationship is, like, now. So it's just a co-worker kind of thing, I guess. Or that's just how I see it now. You know... Uh, Sorry, that was a lot of talking. No, no worries, fam. <laughs> okay. I felt like a lot of people had to hear that. Yeah. Because I know you guys talked about it in, um, in the podcast before. You guys is... Uh, I guess, you know, relationship together. And it's really nice that, you know, the people that were listening in got to hear, like, the end of the story, the happy ending to this story. And I'm just really glad that you guys are brave enough to admit what's what was wrong, what you guys did wrong in the past, and look past it and improve on it. Yeah. You know, speaking from, like, a third-party point of view, it really, uh, it was really weird seeing, you know, our best friends, like, fighting with each other. And, you know, I felt like this toxicity sort of bled into other aspects of your guys' life, you know, such as us. Because we're a group of people, we're a group of friends that work together on this podcast. We talk about it. And then um, half of those times, you know, we go to hang out and work on our friendship because that's what's important, our friendship. But then sometimes your guys' relationship would get in the way of that because you guys would be fighting or something happened between you guys. And, you know, speaking on, like, on the behalf of, like, the other people, me, Isaac, mm -hmm. Kayla, we really tried our best to to help you guys, right? But after a certain point, I felt like, you know, I learned just to give you guys the responsibility to take care of your guys' self. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, at the end of the day, it's the person's yeah. choice whether to mm -hmm. do what's right and do what's best for them or stay in that really unhealthy cycle. And I never thought it happened, but it did. And I'm really grateful that it happened. And... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you learned a lot about it, all about yourself, mm -hmm. about um, relationships and all of that. Honestly, yeah, like this past two months has been really life changing for yeah. me, as corny as that sounds. But um, I, I'm getting to know myself a lot more. I'm I'm able to be comfortable with just myself. I don't constantly need to be with other people for me uh -huh. to be like happy and have a good time. Um, every day is a good day. I I'm a lot more optimistic, I realize. Um, um, I don't... I, I would always, like, point out the bad things in my life. Mm -hmm. But now I focus on the good things in my life. Yeah. Like, I appreciate all the little things. And... I don't know. I'm <laughs> this, this has been really good for me. And I can't wait to, like, just keep on personally growing on my own because I'm taking this time to just learn about myself. I like, cause immediately after like the whole thing with Kyle and I, like 
I was like looking for a relationship. I was like just talking to so many people. It's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, like I I was so desperate to like fill that loneliness with another person, but that's not what you you should do. And I'm glad that I have this time. I have this chance to be my own person, I guess, and really learn more about myself. Because I feel like a lot of people don't have that time, I guess, or aren't given that opportunity to like get to know themselves a little more. So yeah, yeah, I'm just happy you're communicating that like you're a lot happier now because before we just kind of have to like infer like how you're feeling, you know, or we'd have to have someone else like Gael let us know. But now like that we know what was happening, you know, behind the surface, it's just very nice to see Thomas. Yeah, yeah. it is very nice. It is it is nice just to hear that you're getting better. It's been a long journey, but it's the words I've been hoping to hear for a couple of years. Yeah, so literally, like, in the entire time, like, in <laughs> high school. Literally, it took me the entire time in high school. But whatever, it's... At least it's here, and... Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. Um, and you too, Gail. Like, you've been really strong throughout all this, and I know, you know, we just see how you're feeling on the surface when we come to, like, the podcast, but, you know the most of the week like you can just be feeling you know really down and we just wouldn't know so thank you girl for being so strong for all thank of you yeah thank it's like you. a really like uncomfortable thing to like point out what we did wrong you know yeah it hurts our egos and it's like really hard to hear like oh my god i'm like a terrible person yeah i'm a terrible yeah. person and i was a terrible person like like i i don't know like i don't know how i could have done that to somebody else um but, like, you, I don't know, like, you need a, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just trying to say that yeah. things are better That's for good. both of us, I hope. So, you know, I so I guess it's interesting to know because it, it's, it sucks that more than 7 out of 10 young people say they struggle with mental health issues. So this isn't even something that uncommon. Like, I'm sure 7 out of 10 of every listener has experienced some sort of mental illness or just mental health problems. And it, I guess it does suck, which I think it's it's nice that there's a lot more attention on these types of problems because, I mean, just to think about compared to like a decade ago, two decades ago, like this, people kind of just threw it under the bus and they just kind of said, you know what, they're fine. But now people are like really talking about it. it, it it's, it's, it's a... I think it's just, oh, the future's going to be so much better if people actually talk about it. And obviously, you know, companies like Jansport and such that, like, do stuff like this. And there's actually, like, the millennials that grew up with a lot of mental health issues and stuff like that are in positions of power now. And now they're the ones implementing it. So now imagine, like, when our generation goes into those positions, there's going to be even more initiatives helping young people, like, tackle the mental health crisis and just everything that's going on mentally in the in the lives of teenagers right so again thank you jans for for like sponsoring this series and just you know helping more than anything like just helping us kind of have a voice or a bigger voice and like amplifying it um so yeah i just want to say thank you jans for for sponsoring the series and like again you could go to jansport.com slash light in the load to see more on their mission like on their website you could find um, everything they're doing and we're on the website as well i wish i could show you but 
Jansport and Teenage Therapy, eh? Mm. But yeah, they have a bunch of resources if you want to take social action, if you want to like look into activism, if you need counseling, if you just want to look into it. There's a bunch of resources here that you could like look at. You could look at videos and testimonies. You could even hear from a therapist. So please go to jansport.com slash load. Support them for supporting us. And uh, you could also use code Teenage Therapy for 20% off. All caps, all one word, jansport.com. Teenage therapy for twenty percent off. All one word, all caps. Like a lot of these issues, these mental health issues, I think it's a big root of those issues is because you're not happy with yourself, and and perhaps you're really like relying on like some unhealthy source for your happiness, whether that's like substances or like a person or whatever. Like, I think. I hope this conversation and this episode really gave you guys some valuable insight and maybe reevaluate your life, I guess, and put yourself first. And yeah, I really hope this podcast really helps you guys. And yeah. Yeah, that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. I wonder why boundaries don't get talked about. Because it's really weird to be talking about. I guess so. It's weird, like, if Isaac does something, I'm like, Isaac, I don't feel comfortable with that. Even though it's so normal, like, it just feels weird doing Being held that. accountable is hard, okay? Like, it it's, hard. it's like... It hurts your ego when you're held accountable. Especially to the public. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. That and, like, you know, I don't want to come off, like, so controlling. That's true. Yeah. That's exactly what I think. Like, I don't want to yeah. admit that exactly. I have, like... A boundary because i don't know i just I feel really? like i'm controlling you feel like it's kind of like a downer like oh damn you can't joke with him you yeah can't do this. it's like you can't joke about that and it's- that's how i feel i feel like i don't know with boundaries i think a lot of times it makes me feel like people are gonna see me as like you're walking on eggshells around exactly him. you know like he's yeah. not chill and he's i don't want so that like, exactly. you know that's like the don't last thing this. i want yeah. right it makes you feel like a karen like oh you yeah. can't do this don't do this but exactly yeah and you know how people are like oh be confident like you don't need to be insecure what other people say or think it feels like i'm going against that by making a boundary oh because mm. you care what they think yeah that's we, a good point it's just it's hard i think like if you're really like unsure about your boundaries look at what is making you really upset you know like those small things that really irk you and look into it and see if that's a boundary that people are crossing and that's the reason why you're getting so upset and communicate with your friends family and coworkers or whatever about your boundaries or else you'll just yeah. constantly be disrespected what's what's one boundary you guys have what if we all just say one boundary Okay, it's really weird because I don't know if this is a boundary, but when people don't take my feelings into consideration or something, like, they betray my trust. I think that's just normal, but I found that when someone is, like, late to something that I was really looking forward to or something, that really makes me upset because it makes me feel like they didn't take my feelings into consideration or that my time isn't important. So mm. whenever that happens, I get really angry. So yeah, don't be late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's um when people touch my shit. You touch, touch your stuff. Touch yeah, your stuff. I don't want I don't want people to touch my stuff. Um, actually, when I come out of the bathroom, like 
Isaac, I saw you touching my little teddy bear. And oh, shit. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if, like, you don't touch I'm it sorry. anymore. It's all good, man. I thought it was it's Thomas's. Yeah, no worries, fam. No worries. But you can touch my bear right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's just, you know, it's just, like, my thing. I don't want you to, I don't want other people to touch it. That's it. Good to see. No. I had no clue. Yeah. yeah. I've known you for so long and I never yeah, know that like, the, you get mad over it. Yeah. I don't get mad. It's or just, it's okay if you do. Because, <laughs> or you get upset, whatever word you want. Yeah, I just feel further. uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. That's what it yeah. is. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like, you know, you're taking it or, you know, just like a sign of respect too. You know, you didn't ask. So why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm That's, saying? And I'm not bringing you down, more. Isaac. I'm just... That's just something that I want, and then you know I hope you can respect that. Yeah, it does you. feel weird though, right? When yeah, you, call, you feel kind of like damn, like I feel you feel stupid for like not having known that, even though there's no way you could have known. It's that. a little thing. So yeah, like it really is. exactly. It's like you'll never know, yeah. And that's the thing, you know. Um, you gotta know what you want. You gotta know what you who you are and what you want. Mm-hmm. And then you value about that. You value that about yourself, and then you communicate it. Yeah, so true. I didn't know that. That's so wild. Yeah. To think how many times I've touched your stuff and you probably like gotten like a little uncomfortable and I just yeah. had no clue. And the thing is, you know, like little things like that, they build up over time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't communicate that, it's gonna keep happening. Yeah, and it's not their fault. You know, they don't, they just don't know. You just you when you're communicating, you're just letting them know. That's it. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. That's true. Great. That's good to know. Yeah. Great. Isaac, what is your boundary? One of my boundaries for me, it's when people don't reciprocate, like, my, the energy that I give to them. So, pretending I'll come somewhere, like, they won't even greet me or something like that. I get, like, I, for me, I lash out. Like, it's so obvious. And if I just go into a group, like, I remember I used to, um, we all used to meet up, like, at the quad, right? Yeah. And if I meet up with my friends and you guys, and then, like, no one even says hi, but they say hi to everyone, I just leave. Mm, I see wow. that. I can see that. Yeah. I can't understand it. Yeah. That's so, like, just someone not acknowledging, like, you're there. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good to know as well. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. Boundary. Um, I'll have to think of it. I think, I think I, I really, I really do not enjoy, I don't enjoy passive aggressiveness as a lot of people probably relate. But, like, being passive-aggressive and, like, petty, I think, um, really, really irks me. Like, um, if someone is, is says something that's, like, petty or uncalled for or rude or, or tries to play it off as, like, either, I don't know, nice or, like, a bad kind of compliment, stuff like that, I think that really annoys me. Because um, it, it annoys me because it just makes me wonder, like, why did you why did you say that like what why why did you say it right like it, it, so that's something that i i don't like it it definitely is a boundary i don't know i guess i get our boundaries like irks um that's what i was trying to figure out like i didn't because that seems like it's kind of like a yeah like something that like irks you what what's it called when um yeah. those things oh, a pet peeve oh, a pet peeve boundaries are like I didn't know like no they're not they're not a pet peeve it's similar it's similar yeah that could be the definition or like what from what I Wait, they're like really similar I feel like pet peeve is a little more specific like specific things yeah oh, yeah and then um boundaries are like 
the more general like there mm. there are guidelines and rules that you have mm. oh, okay to create you know just to protect yourself and then make sure that you're safe you know yeah saying? i guess i guess my boundaries uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else which is so hard it's interesting yeah, that you have right, like a I very think. clear one mark oh don't touch my shit yeah, yeah. it just happens in the moment when yeah I realize. the thing about like boundaries too i mean it's just coming from experience mm-hmm. you know and you really just got to find out like what you want basically that you know just be self-aware of what you want and then communicate that yeah like i didn't know i had a problem with boundaries until my therapist yeah session this week yeah. like she made me realize you have boundaries and i don't know it opened my eyes Mm-hmm. Damn! Now I want to figure out my boundaries. Like, yeah. really take a moment to figure out what they are. Same. I've never really thought about it. I yeah, know, you can right? just look at, it, just think of like your life experience. What made you upset? Oh, uh, maybe like look at movies too, and then look what they did, what happened in the movies, and see how that makes you feel. Oh, it does make me upset. You get what okay. I'm saying? Like, even though it hasn't happened, there's probably experience that you never experienced that doesn't make you feel comfortable. You know, and that's what it's all about: comfortability, yeah. boundaries. One thing I also want to say too, you know, like the difference between healthy and unhealthy boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, it's really weird because, you know, at first, you know, we don't even like think about boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to think about like what's healthy and what's unhealthy because, you know, sometimes you can get to two mixed up. And uh, when I was like doing research on this, you know, one thing that helped me learn about healthy and unhealthy boundaries is that healthy boundaries help to protect and respect you. Whereas an unhealthy boundary seeks to control or harm the other person. Mm. Okay, would mine be unhealthy? Because now I'm reevaluating it. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't know, it really, I don't like it when someone just doesn't value how I feel. That doesn't seem like you're controlling them. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, they don't even like intend to you know i i don't even know but um i know like that's a reason like i got mad at guy a lot is because he was really inconsiderate and like i would just keep on lashing out and i and he's like what it's like such a small little thing like why, why are you always getting mad at like small things mm-hmm. it was because it, it was a boundary and i didn't know yeah yeah that is true mm-hmm. well i one thing too you know a thing about unhealthy boundaries you gotta know that you're not responsible that other person's feelings what does that what does that look like yeah you just just um don't think that it's your responsibility to make somebody happy Mm. it's not to make something feel that because if you're thinking that right then it's like you think it's like um you're controlling how they feel they feel based on what you do you know and that's when that's when it comes to like controlling them or harming them you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think I just need a little more communication about, like, their intentions so I know it's coming from, like, a good place and not out of spite or something, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I guess just that, that my boundary, mine was too specific. I think a more general one is I, I like clear communication. Okay. So passive aggressiveness is unclear communication. It's like, touching on an issue without actually addressing it uh-huh. so clear communication is the opposite of that um which is interesting damn now i'm gonna start thinking about like what are my boundaries and that's really good you yeah. know just to be self-aware you know what good. you want 
Because then it makes everything easier. It does. So true. It really does. It does. I guess that's it for this episode. For this oh, episode. one thing I want to add. All right. Yeah. One, one thing. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, setting boundaries also go both ways. You know, y- you can communicate and say what your boundaries are, what you want and what you need in a relationship. And, you know, a relationship that could apply to anything, you know, with your parents, with uh, with your partner, with your friends. With strangers, you know. But also, you also have to respect the wants and needs of the other person. You feel like. And I feel like that goes, you know. That's not a lot of people um, think about that. The second part. They communicate, right? And that's important. Mm -hmm. They tell what they want and what they need. But they also don't respect what the other person Mm -hmm. wants and need. Too self-censored. Exactly. Mm. The thing about relationship, you got to think about what you want and what the other person wants as well. Yeah. And respect it, you know. Everybody has their own personal boundaries and that's okay. Yeah. I agree. Yes. So true. (laughs) So true, bestie. So true. Comment on your boundaries below. Yeah. Wait, actually, do comment your boundaries. on. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment a boundary you have because I'm interested to hear what they are and just what they look like for you. So tell me what your boundary is. Tell us what your boundary is. Um, but besides that, thank you, Jansport, for sponsoring this episode. Jansport.com slash tighten the load. Also use code Teenage Therapy, all one word, all caps, for 20% off. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. Smash the notification bell. <laughs> smash the subscribe button. Pound that subscribe button. Really pound it, you know. Smash it. Crush it. Um and comment and if you're listening on spotify uh i hope we sound very nice and i hope we sound crispy if you cried let us know if you didn't let us know if you learned something it's been a long time since i've cried on an episode i think i think so this was needed zero days without crying (laughs) we should have a sign (laughs) um yeah so thank you for listening hopefully you learned something and we'll see you in the next episode Hold on, one more thing go ahead go ahead get um there's a link to the uh notion thing right yes Okay, if you want to know more about boundaries, the difference between healthy and unhealthy boundaries, I created a list just to, you know, just to see maybe, you know, that's happening in your life. The link will be on the... In the show notes. It will be in the show notes, notes, in the description of this episode, in the description of the YouTube video. It would also be in TeenageTherapyPodcast.com. Scroll down a bit. There's going to be a button that says BTS. Click on that. And this is episode three episode three so mm-hmm. helpful we appreciate yeah. it Mom. yeah of thank course. you just looking thank out you. yeah anyways that's it thank you for listening we'll see you in the next episode bye bye, bye.